Who could surprise in the Sun Belt West? It's Locked On Sun Belt. You are Locked On Sun Belt, your daily podcast on the Sun Belt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Hopefully everybody had a spectacular weekend. We're going to do back-to-back episodes. Who could be the surprise team in each division? We'll start off with the West. Usually I like to do surprises, good and bad. Who could surprise both good and bad? In the West, it's really the bad team could end up being South Alabama. If they don't live up to expectations, and by expectations, I mean winning the division. That's where South Alabama is. Uh, it'll be a surprise. I mean, they lost one game last year in the Sun Belt by four points. At home to Troy, I get it, but it was one game by four points uh, in the Sun Belt. If they lose more than that, that's a surprise for the bat. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, the other teams that could surprise, see, I don't think it's going to be a surprise if Troy loses a couple of games. Uh, it'll be disappointing if Southern Miss is not contending. All right. And we'll see where the Cajuns are. All right. That all depends on the quarterbacking and who is healthy and who is playing. As for Arkansas State and uh, Monroe, we'll see. Also, quarterback issues in the spring and heading into uh, the fall. Uh, But the big surprise, potential surprise team in the West is going to be Texas State. Now, and that may not be wins, but they could give a lot of teams a lot of trouble. We'll see, all right? We, we've had G.J. Kinney on, uh, the new head coach from Incarnate Word, set all kinds of you know FCS records last year, right? His uh, quarterback, Lindsey Scott Jr., had like 66 touchdowns uh, on the ground, uh, but 60 of them were in the air. Uh, and they got Malik Hornsby, the young transfer from Arkansas, uh, to helm uh, that offense. And so I'm going to presume that they're going to be putting up a lot of, or we'll try this. They're going to try to put up a lot of points. So that's going to be some pressure on the defense. If they go three and out a couple of times in a row, that defense is going to be exhausted. But uh, don't be surprised if they start putting up, you know, 30, 40, maybe more points. All right. And then all of a sudden the other team's trying to keep up, right? The South Alabama Jaguars averaging 30 points a game and have a very good defense, uh, but they can be susceptible uh, to giving up a lot of points. Whether at Georgia Southern, they gave up a lot of points. UCLA, they gave up a lot of points. So they can they can give up a lot of points. And if you get in a shootout, you never know what's going to happen. I don't necessarily believe that that could end up resulting in wins for Texas State, but they could surprise some teams. All right, If they finish any higher than fourth or fifth, if they finish any higher than fifth, they're the surprise team in the West, right? I figure South Alabama is going to lead the way. And then you have one of three teams that is going to finish second, Troy, Southern Miss, or the Cajuns. All right, the Cajuns, again, depending on the quarterback. And even if they go with the young kid, Zion Chris, that's a, you know basically a freshman court. Well, not basically a freshman quarterback, but a redshirt freshman quarterback. Got experience in the bowl game last year, uh, but he is talented, but we'll see how that lack of experience uh, hurts. Same thing with, you know, Malik Horsby, for that fact of the matter. 
right? So that's the same thing with that. Uh, but those are two different, two very different offenses, right? The Cajuns, since geez, since Mark Hudspeth was there in the Billy Napier, and now Mike Desimo, they want to control the ball on the ground. They are not looking to, you know, score forty points a game. They are looking to ground and pound you. Uh, when Billy was there, they were explosive with that offensive line and and the three headed uh, running backs. But uh, for the most part, right, Levi Lewis was efficient, and uh, they they were gonna, uh, you know, win in the end type of deal. And that's what they won a lot of close ball games uh, in their uh, what was it thirteen win uh, season. So uh, they play something different than what Texas State's gonna play. And that's where it's going to be really interesting on what Texas State can do in the division. All right, let's for let's check out what their schedule is and how it works out because um, they let's see here. There's a Bobcats schedule. All right, it is not easy to begin with. All right, in fact, it is downright hard. All right, <laughs> they start at Baylor. Then they're at UTSA. Not easy. They get Jackson State. We'll see what happens, what Jackson State is post Dion. Then they get Nevada. Uh, then they're at Southern Miss, and they're at Louisiana. So they're going to get tested right away in uh, the Sun Belt. I would be surprised if they won one of those ball games, But if they do, they're going to be in good position. Because uh, four of their first six games are on the road. That means they got four of their last six games at home, including a three-game homestand, Monroe, Troy, and Georgia Southern. They're at Coastal. They're at Arkansas State, and they end up hosting South Alabama. Whew! That is a tricky one for the Jaguars. End of the season, trying to put a bow on the division, potentially, for South Alabama. So uh, it'll be really interesting uh, to see where Texas State is. Um, unfortunately they could, they could start off. That's why it would be a surprise. Wouldn't be surprised if they started off one and three. Let's see what Nevada was last year. I thought they were pretty good. Let's see what they were last year. I could be wrong. Uh, no, they were bad. (laughs) I thought they were, thought they were good. Uh, they were two and 10 last year. So not a great, they were eight and five a couple of years ago. Uh, but they were not good uh, this past season. So then you're going to think, at the very least, they're going to be favored. They may not beat Jackson State. And who, again, who knows what Jackson State's going to be? New coaching staff and uh, new players, a lot of them going to Colorado uh, with Dion. So uh, they could. I mean, I presume they're not going to beat Baylor. I wouldn't be surprised if they give UTSA a run for their money. We'll see what happens against Jackson State, and you would think they'd be favored against Nevada. So, I mean, if they could be two and two heading into the Sun Belt and then maybe get one of those two wins, they won't be favored against Southern Miss and Louisiana. And then they get, again, Monroe at home, Troy. That'll be very interesting because Troy's got, you know, by that time, it's not in the beginning of the season, right? That's two full months in, right? Whatever Troy is, right? Depending on their quarterback play, uh, they're going to be, they'll have a good handle of it by then compared to the beginning of the season when they're dealing with a lot of turnover. And then they get Georgia Southern. You win one of those ball games against Southern Miss and Louisiana and somehow sweep that three-game homestand, which 
You'll be favored in two of those three, probably against Monroe and probably against Georgia Southern. Now that depends on those two teams, obviously. Uh, and depending on where Troy is and where, where, you know, Texas state is, God forbid they're two and two. Then they split with Southern Miss, Louisiana. They're three and three and one and one in the Sun Belt. I mean, could they be four and one in the Sun Belt by sweeping at home? And then all of a sudden they're seven. I'm doing that wrong. Uh, there would be six and three heading into the final three games of the season. But that's my prediction for the Sun Belt surprise team of, of the West. Um, also, again, they may just, you know, a lot of teams may get out of vict- get out of ball games against Texas State. Whew, that was close. I don't think they're going to be boring. I think they're going to be very exciting. I'm looking forward to watching G.J. Kinney and Malik Hornsby. As the coach said, they're going to light up the scoreboard. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's talk about the rest of the teams uh, in the division. And, of course, that does all go through uh, the quarterbacks. But first, uh, we'll do that when we come back. But let me tell you about a built bar. Again, they are so huge for me. Been doing a lot of traveling lately. And instead of eating candy bars, I'm eating the built bars. And that's all the protein and very little sugar. All right. The built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is the time to make a count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for the churro puff. And if you want the churro puff to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try built, built the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop on in and support your pick. Still got a chance to win. And again, I like them. I, you, know, I'm, you know, I'm not joking. I have gone through them, well, like candy, because uh, I think they taste good, and I know uh, they're good for me and not nearly as bad as a candy bar. Okay, so I think uh, it is uh, Locked on Sunbelt, uh, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I think the surprise team in the West could potentially be Texas State. If Arkansas State and some of those recruits finally turn things around for uh, Butch Jones, they could be a surprise team. If you're replacing Chandler Rogers, like Terry Bowden has to do over at uh, ULM, then they could be a surprise team. But those would be surprise teams for the good. Now, here's where the good teams could be a surprise team for the bad. As I said, uh, South Alabama has a uh, potentially special season ahead of them. They easily could lose to Tulane and Oklahoma State and still run the table, still finish up 10-2. and two. Uh, still be Sunbelt champions, and still go to a pretty good bowl game. The thing is, they could go to Tulane, win that ball game. So, uh, they're not going to sneak up on Oklahoma State if that's the case. And somehow if they can win that ball game, they're going to be ranked, right? They may be close to ranked if they beat Tulane. Because Tulane, as we mentioned, you know, for the last month or so, Tulane's going to be somewhere between 20 and 30. And then you're going to go into Tulane and beat them on the road. That could be pretty good. And again... I don't know if I buy this, 
But can you be – can you have a trap game the season opener? It doesn't seem right, right? Because for a month, you're just concentrating on that ballgame. You're not getting ready for any other ballgame, all right? And if Ole Miss wasn't coming to New Orleans, then I'd say no. If Ole Miss was the next ball game in Mississippi, then, a, then South Alabama wouldn't be a trap game. But because Ole Miss is coming to Tulane, that's what everyone's going to be talking about. So, again, no uh, disrespect meant for South Alabama. They're just not Ole Miss. It is what it is. And it, certainly Willie Fritz is not going to be caught off guard how good South Alabama is. He's going to do everything he can tell his team that, you know, don't sleep on South Alabama because you know, you know, you're going to blink and uh, they could be up and not easy to come back against. So uh, he'll try everything he can. Human nature tells me South Alabama coming in uh, first and then Ole Miss focus may not be totally on South Alabama. Maybe. I don't know. However, though, I do think uh, anything more than two losses would be a disappointing season for, for, for South Alabama. All right. This is a team that should be somewhere at barring injury. All right. Barring injury. Uh, this team should be somewhere between, I'm not kidding you, 10 and 2 and 12 and up. Anything more than that, it's going to be a disappointing season. Let's check out their schedule. Although that Texas State game at the end of the season, boy, that's, I don't know if Texas State is going to be able to get to a bowl game. I don't know. Um, you know, they're going to certainly look to ruin South Alabama's season. You know, you would still think that the division will be up for grabs at that point in time. And so, they, you know, that's a tough ball game on the road to end the season. All right. So they, again, when they start off with uh, Tulane, then host Southeast Louisiana coming in from Hammond. Uh, then you're at Oklahoma State. Okay. Then you get Central Michigan back down from, you know, the home and home from last season. James, you're at James Madison, and that could be tricky. It is, it's, you know, five weeks in, uh, and so you'll get a good idea what James Madison is all about as they're trying to replace their hotshot quarterback, Todd Santeo, who put up all kinds of numbers last year. And you would still think that Kurt Signetti's offense is going to do that. So uh, you know, whatever quarterback they're plugging in uh, is going to be tough to stop, one would think. Then you're at Monroe. So you got one, two, three, four, four of your first six ball games, just like, although in a different order, uh, just like uh, Texas State are on the road. So it is a little bit top heavy. So then you finish up with four of your last six games at home. You're at Troy, the battle for the belt, and that's going to stick in their craw, no doubt about it. And then you finish up at Texas State. You do have Southern Miss at home, you have the Cajuns at home, Arkansas State at home and Marshall at home. Again, anything less than 10 and 2 is going to be a surprise. 9 and 3 may be a good season, may even win the Sun Belt. Still going to be a little bit of a disappointing season for South Alabama. So that would be a surprise. If South Alabama has three losses, to me that would be a surprise. All right. Let's get to the other three teams. Uh when we come back, we'll talk Troy, Southern Miss and the Cajuns and again, really all has to do with the quarterback. Uh I do want to thank you for, again, subscribing, right? We have had, has it triple? It's double, more than doubled. It's like tripled. We had 50 subscribers or so before the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. We're now up over 150, 160. So I do appreciate it. We still have to get into uh, baseball. Not quite there yet. I'm not sure why, but I will eventually. Uh, spring football is about to wrap up. 
Uh, so we'll see how we do. In fact, the Cajuns actually have their spring football game on Thursday uh, this week. So we'll have a report on that. Uh, but I do thank you very much on YouTube. Please subscribe. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Please like the video, share the video, however we can get the word out. Uh, it is really helpful. Also, going backwards a little bit, although it's kind of going forwards, uh, two new coaches in the Sun Belt basketball-wise, Georgia Southern and Arkansas State, plucking assistance from Alabama. So we want to see if we can get them on the uh, show as well. But again, just a special thanks from me. Please subscribe. It is a big help as the station is continuing uh, to grow. All right, one more segment. Uh, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, let's talk about the other three teams that could and should potentially contend. I'd say that, all right? I think Troy's got a lot of turnover. I thought I saw 38 new faces for Troy. That's tough. Right, and they're not just losing Carlton Marshall uh, and Jake Andrews. So they're losing uh, their center, Jake Andrews. So they're going to be losing a lot. We'll see what quarterback takes over uh, for Troy. Southern Miss, we'll see if Zach Wilkie is the guy. Uh, and uh, for the Cajuns, again, I think Chandler Fields was healthier. Uh, we'll see if he's playing in the um, spring game. We know Ben Woldridge will not be, and it'll be with uh, Zeon Chris will also be playing uh, this Thursday. Again, it, these teams all should contend, right? I would be shocked. Troy's only loss in the summit last year was on a Hail Mary. So I'd be shocked if Troy, I won't be shocked if Troy loses a couple games. I'll be shocked if they lose uh, more than two in the Sun Belt. I'll be shocked if, and disappointed if Southern Miss, uh, you know, has three or four losses. All right. Uh, the Cajuns are, it's a, the whole thing is turning over, right? They still haven't. A lot of the talent that was there for Billy Napier, obviously, and the coaching staff, left, you know, when Billy left, that's only been one year, and now a lot of the other talent is gone. So you're still turning over the talent that was part of that 13-1 and team in 21, and the new talent hasn't quite come in yet. So it's going to be, again, it's ridiculous to think this is a make-or-break season for Mike Desmond. I don't think that's fair. All right, especially if you put Zeon Chris back there, as uh, you know, redshirt freshman, uh, you could start to build something again, right? They were not that great uh, with Levi Lewis back there, although they did go to a bowl game. In fact, they came to Mobile, the Lending Tree Bowl, but they got better and better and better. And I think that's what Mike Desmo is going to do. All right, I'm not sure the Cajuns are going to contend this year. Uh, I don't think it's fair to think that they should, but. You know, if they finish in the, you know, if they finish below uh, fourth, it's going to be a disappointing season for the Cajuns. All right. It, and you say the top half, but there's seven teams in the division. So if they do finish in the top half, it's a good season. If, you know, they've had a good season. If they finish one, two, or three, uh, that'll be a good season for the Cajuns. Anything less than fourth is going to be a disappointing and probably surprising team for the Cajuns. All right. Because I think you do have South Alabama is in one, is in a level by themselves right now. All right. Troy's the defending champion. Southern Miss is going to get better and we'll see where the Cajuns are. All right. Texas state could be the surprise team, kind of the wild card, if you will. And Arkansas state and ULM kind of the unknowns, but their programs have been in one direction for a while. So they would be the big surprises if they, if they were part of a contending team, if those young guys that put Jones has recruited uh, can turn around uh, Bowden had ULM heading in the right direction. They faded a little bit last year. Um, but what their quarterback situation is. So 
Um, I still think the surprise team is going to be G.J. Kinney's Texas State Bobcats. Whether that uh, turns into wins, we don't know. Uh, but they will be very exciting uh, and make a lot of teams uh, sweat uh, trying to keep up. All right, so we shall see. All right, we will be back tomorrow. We'll do the surprise team in the East. And to be honest with you, it's along the same lines as the surprise team in other West. Thanks very much for tuning in. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been watching Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.